Welcome to this podcast on Who Can Bring Claims on a Negotiable Instrument, brought to you by Cali. I'm Professor Jennifer Martin. The topic of this podcast is the basics of who can bring claims on a negotiable instrument and against whom. Why is this important? Oftentimes, an examination question will simply ask, who is liable? But in practice, and sometimes on an examination, you will have to answer as to the right of recovery of a specific party. You might also need to discuss which parties will ultimately get stuck with the loss. In this podcast, we will look at claims that might be made by a drawer, maker, drawee bank, sometimes called a payer bank, depository bank, transferee, and payee. Let's look at drawers. A drawer of a check as a signer of an instrument has liability if the check is dishonored, but sometimes a drawer will actually be a claimant. Often the claim is a request for recredit of an item that is not properly payable and is brought against a payer bank. The typical claim is made on the basis of an unauthorized signature, either a forgery of the drawer's signature or a forgery of a required endorsement. Importantly, a drawer does not have a claim against other parties for endorsement liability, for breach of presentment or transfer warranties, or conversion. A drawer might have a claim in a proper case under the negligence rule of Section 3406. Most often, though, a drawer's right of recovery will focus on a claim against the payer bank. Let's look at a hypothetical. Presume Darcy needed central air condition and called Coolit Inc. for an in-home estimate. Steve Sneak went to Darcy's home door and introduced himself as Kevin from Coolit. Darcy wrote out a check for $12,000 drawn on her bank, payer bank, and made it payable to Coolit Inc. Steve cashed the check at Currency Exchange, specially endorsed to the top of the back of the check with the notation, pay to currency exchange. Before the worker put the check away, thief picked it up, who forged the endorsement of currency exchange's treasurer and deposited the check in his account at Depository Bank. Ultimately, Payer Bank paid the check. If faced with the question of what right to recovery Darcy as a drawer might have, Darcy could make a claim for recredit against the payer bank due to the unauthorized signatures. Whether or not she's successful will depend on any defenses made by payer bank. Darcy would not seem to have any claims that she could assert against the other parties accepting possible negligence by currency exchange. The same is true with respect to a maker of a note. With a note, there's no claim for recredit because there's no payer bank on the note. A maker of a forged note should simply dishonor it. A maker of a note might have a claim in a proper case under the negligence rule of Section 3406. When faced with a claim by a drawer for recredit, a payer bank, the drawee, may have a defense against the drawer or claims against others. The payer bank might defend the drawer's demand for recredit using one or more of the following four rules. 
one, the imposter rule of section 3404, which validates endorsements of an imposter posing as the payee who duped the issuer of the instrument. Two, the fictitious payee rule of section 3404, which validates endorsements in the name of the payee. Three, the employer responsibility rule of section 3405, which validates fraudulent endorsements made by employees given responsibility for an employer's instruments. Or four, the negligence rule of section 3406. The payer bank will rarely be able to successfully claim mistake under section 3418 due to the rule of Price versus Neal. Recall Darcy might make a claim for recredit against the payer bank due to the unauthorized signatures. In this case, the payer bank could defend on the grounds of the imposter rule, which would validate the endorsement made by Steve, who duped Darcy into issuing the check. The later endorsement by Thief, though, is not validated by this rule and appears to be unauthorized, so payer bank may still have liability. Let's look at claims that might be made by the payer bank for recovery against other parties in the chain of a negotiable instrument. The payer bank may be able to make a claim for a breach of a presentment warranty. The payee and all other parties in the chain through the depository bank are called presenters and make a presentment warranty to the payer bank that makes payment or accepts the draft in good faith under section 3417 and section 4208. If the warranty is breached, then the presenter has liability to the payer bank. A payer bank does not have a claim for endorsement liability, transfer warranty, or conversion. Recall our hypothetical with Darcy. Steve, thief, and the depository bank would be presenters who each made a warranty to the payer bank, among other things, that they were a person entitled to enforce the instrument, a Pete, and to their knowledge, all signatures were authentic. Due to the actions of thief, none of these parties are a Pete, and each breached the presentment warranty. The payer bank can bring a claim for a breach of presentment warranty against any of them. Sometimes the payer bank, which has paid an item, may have a claim under the negligence rule of Section 3406. Look at the possibility of negligent behavior by a drawer, depository bank, or other party in the chain of negotiable instrument. In our hypothetical with Darcy, the payer bank might be able to make a claim for negligence with respect to currency exchange if it failed to exercise ordinary care which substantially contributed to an alteration of an instrument or to the making of a forged signature. The depository bank and other parties in the chain of a negotiable instrument sometimes have claims for one, endorsement liability under the rule of section 3415 and two, breach of transfer warranty under section 3416 and section 4207, which permits recovery by transferees against earlier transferees in the chain whether or not they endorse the instrument.
A claim for breach of transfer warranty cannot be made against the payer bank because they are not a transferor. In our hypothetical, Steve and Thief endorsed the check, but there would be no endorsement liability because the check was not dishonored, a requirement of Section 3415. However, presume the depository bank takes the loss, perhaps having to pay on a presentment warranty claim made by the payer bank. Then, the depository bank could claim a breach of transfer warranty against the earlier transferees, Steve and Thief, on the grounds that they were not a Pete. Currency exchange would not be a transferee because it did not transfer the check. It is looking like the depository bank might take this loss, but perhaps the depository bank might claim negligence against the currency exchange if their actions substantially contributed to the theft by thief. So, where does the payee fit in all this? A payee that endorses, transfers, or presents may have liability. A payee whose instrument is stolen, though, might have a claim for conversion against those who took the instrument by transfer other than a negotiation from a non-peach or a bank that makes or obtains payment from a non-peach. In some cases, a payee may even be able to claim peat status with respect to enforcing an instrument that is lost, destroyed, or stolen under Section 3309. Before we conclude, a word about the liability of representatives. Keep in mind that sometimes a representative of a business may be the signer and will bind the represented person under the rules of agency pursuant to Section 3402. The representative is not signing the instrument in their personal capacity and will not be liable on the instrument so long as the signature unambiguously indicates that it is made on behalf of the represented person. However, the representative could be liable as the signer of an instrument in their own capacity if the signature does not unambiguously indicate the representative capacity or the represented person is not identified in the instrument unless the representative can prove that the original parties did not intend the representative to be liable on the instrument. That said, in cases of ambiguity, the representative will be liable to a holder in due course without notice of the representative capacity. At this point, you should be able to describe who might have claims on an instrument and against which parties. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast on who can bring claims on a negotiable instrument. Laudables are produced and distributed by Cali, the Center for Computer-Assisted Legal Instruction. Find more Laudables at www.cali.org laudables. Send your question and feedback to laudables at cali.org. That's L-A-W-D-I-B-L-E-S at C-A-L-I dot org. The Laudable theme music is Ask Me No Question by Learning Music. Laudables are for educational purposes only. Please seek an attorney if you need legal advice.